This is Coda Radio, episode 472 for June 27th, 2022. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly talk show, taking a pragmatic look at the art and the business of software development and the world of technology. My name is Chris, and joining us from his base of operations, it's our host, Mr. Dominic. Hello, Mike. Yes, unfortunately, my wings doth had been clipped. I thought this was going to be like one of those crazy energy shows where you were like remote from your mom's house. I was supposed to be. So I had a fabulous trip planned for my son, a six-year-old, by the way, who, if you paid attention on Twitter, he has the most, if I say so myself, the most ballin' Pokemon card uh, binder. Binder? Do they still call him that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got you got to organize them all in the, in the binder for sure. He's very, very annoyingly. Let me tell you something. This kid... A fighting type and a fire type shall never be on the same page. Oh, man. My kid got into this big time, too. He's still into it, really. It's, it's damn fortune, though. Five bucks a pack. Oh, yeah. it's a it, Florida, cigarettes are free. Abortions are illegal. But cigarettes are free. You know, you just buy a pack of camels. It's cheaper. But Pokemon. But Pokemon. You got to pay for them all. You got to pay for You got to pay for all. <laughs> and I thought there was 151 Pokemon. I was corrected. There are like 600 Pokemon now. Oh, yeah. Well, they keep having all these Pokemon derivatives. They're like crypto. So we bought the Pokemon Sword and Shield because obviously we want to both attack and defend. Yeah. Just like what happened to Pikachu. <laughs> and they're both they're both like 50 bucks. Sword and Shield. Yeah. You got to buy two $50 games. And then they, they just came out with some DLC that hit right before our road trip. So, of he course, my you. son comes he to me. He can hear you. No, no. Oh, yeah, you're right. I probably shouldn't give him any tips. Shouldn't give me any tips, but I got, I got hit up for the DLC right before the road trip. Go figure. Oh, I'm about to get hit up for it. I disabled the Wi-Fi on the Nintendo because old man Mike is, daddy Mike is buying the SD cards because I'm not f***ing around with any online stuff here. <laughs> I'm sure, dear listeners, you can tell that your good friend Mike is in a mood because I have spent a fortune this week. Should I tell them how much I spent on the plane tickets or is that too much? Oh, yeah. I'd be curious to know because I know it's crazy right now. $2,459. Oh, you could. That's like a that's like a decked out MacBook. <laughs> it's actually not, which is the worst part of that. State. I suppose so. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. You know, I thought I'd give my kid like this is his treat. You know, his birthday present. Everything rolled into one. My birthday present. Nope. Canceled it out. Because my boy presented with a cough and no fever for two days. Man, right before the trip. I mean, can I can I have someone filter here? Yeah. What do you got? So I took him to two different doctors in two days. Neither of them would treat the boy. What do you mean they wouldn't treat him? They wouldn't treat him. <laughs> I mean, they were nice. They examined him. They were kind, whatever. But they would not. Uh, they threw up their hands. You know what they said? You know what they said. They say, if he gets any worse, you can come back. But otherwise, stay home. If he gets. But what else could it be? What, what what was their excuse for not treating him? Oh, it's going to be COVID. It's going to be, you know. It could be COVID, man. Yeah. So this kid is crying. This kid is upset. This kid's not feeling well. My whole life just took a detour, which is fine. It's being a parent. Yeah. But this morning we get up. Boy has a hundred, hundred and something fever. So me and my fiance, Mariah, are, listen, it's, you know, it's like when an aircraft carrier is getting bombed. Everybody Get off the ground, fly, 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 right? Everybody's right. moving. Yeah, we got we to gotta respond. Everybody has a job right. to do here. Let's go. Got to figure this out. Get him to the doctor. Oh, I can't see him until a few hours. I have never wanted to kill an old person more in my life. Yeah, I know like that parental instinct protect kicks in and you're like, you don't understand. <laughs> I mean, I, I know this is not woke, but super dad mode is like, I will destroy this building. Yeah. I'm yeah. not joking. Give me my stapler back and give my kids some antibiotics. So after several days of the same three doctors refusing to give my son antibiotics, guess what they told me today? Okay, what? Oh, well, yeah, I guess he needs antibiotics. Yeah. Yeah, huh, funny. But the boy, a six-year-old, gets to suffer. It's like using Linux. Like, does he need to suffer? But he, no, no, he doesn't. It's like forcing someone to use Linux. I mean, it's terrible. But don't you don't you force him to use Linux though? Don't you have him? Yeah. Actually, he <laughs> he 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 requests Linux because only he doesn't know this, and we'll never tell him. But uh, only on the Linux on the Thalio, it's Sonic Mania. Let me tell you, my son is very. In fact, Chris, we just saw Sonic the Hedgehog two. 
at home streaming on uh, Peacock or Paramount or whatever. That's a fun movie. He, we loved it. First of all, I have to say, I don't get why everybody says Knuckles talks weird. Knuckles seems super reasonable to me. That Knuckles is always how I pictured Knuckles in my head when I was playing the game. It was great. It was a great, a great time. But yes, so I am not in New Jersey. I am down south with my reptilian brethren. And uh, this is all somehow, somehow Wes's fault. Yeah, of course. Once I figure out how closure was involved. You won't, you won't believe what Wes did to me. Oh, tell me, tell me. I, last week, we pre-recorded because I was taking the family on an annual trip to Bozeman, Montana. It's the best swimming around in Bozeman, Montana. The kids just look forward to it all year round. Like school gets out and they're immediately asking how many days until we go to Bozeman. A few days before we left, I started to realize I was coming down with something. I wasn't sure what it was. But as time went on, I started to realize I was getting actually pretty sick. And I got about as sick as I did the first time I got COVID before the vaccine was out. Oh, Jesus. And uh, this is my third time, my third time around with it. You have COVID? I'm pretty sure I had COVID. Yeah, I did not end up getting myself tested because I just stayed at home and isolated. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. They, they didn't want to see me. So it was like, well, OK, <laughs> I don't I don't really have uh, like a standing doctor I go to anyway. So when that kind of thing happens, I just go to lockdown now because this is potentially my fourth time around with it. Fully vaccinated and I still get it. And it was this time it was almost as rough as it was the very first time. The last couple of times I think I potentially had it were pretty mild. So you know my deal with COVID, right? The first time I took a stroke, and you remember because yeah. I was I was I was in bad shape for a couple of days, yeah, like full yeah. on uh, mentally disabled mode. And the second time, I just threw up a lot. I I don't know why. I didn't know it could affect your stomach. Yeah, it does. It can. Yeah. Well, I do believe you now because trust me, I lost about fifty pounds. I was just thrown <laughs> up. I couldn't stop. This time, I I got all the tra- traditional symptoms people are getting. I'm still slightly plugged up. Today, my ears have cleared up a little bit, but I still, you know, I, I I got myself good enough. We went on the trip, but the first couple of days of the trip, I, which were drive days, the first few days were just drive days. Sure, sure. I felt like hell. How was the trip, by the way? Oh, it was great, though. The trip turned out great. It really was. a It was a good trip. And and you felt you were you were well enough. This is see, this is just Chris and Mike hanging out that the advertisers pay for now. <laughs> so I, 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 I feel I don't we need to move off this, but I, I feel I should just say one thing. It is abnormal to take a stroke from COVID. That is because for new listeners, Mike has a born in heart problem. Very bad. Mike's been butchered. You can listen to the old episodes. A guy named Alex on Twitter is for some reason reviewing all the old episodes. How great has that been, though? It's been pretty great because you know what he says, you, you know, because he finds like these old nuggets. That, and it's like I, I was so tempted to talk about it in the show because I'm kind of glad you brought it up. I'm sort of dying to talk about it. Yeah. OK. All right. Good. So, I mean, because, you know, we love it. We love it when we nail it. And it's so so this so Alex has been listening to the back catalog and tweeting clips of like past predictions. What was he got a good one? You had a really good call. There was a couple of mine, too, but there was one that you made that was you know really what the weird good. one that he missed was, though. What? what? Docker. He has not. And um, he might. But he's way. But he's like eight years back in the catalog right now. He's. Yeah. But Docker, the Docker thing was before your Apple arm transition call. That might have been before I had kids. The Docker one. I don't know. It's all it's all blurry. No, you just had a kid. OK. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, it's been a long time. So. All right. Let's get into the feedback. Speaking of uh, feedback, we did get sent into the show. Uh, but yeah, Alex, send us, you know what, Alex? Oh man, if you're listening, but by the time he gets to this, it's going to be years later. It's going to be years later, dude. You know what? I'm going to, because Alex DMs me sometimes because he's a, Alex is a Linux user, by the way. I just, and by the way, did nobody see my Twitter today of the beautiful package that an angel named Gabriel, which is also the UPS guy's name at my, yes. What? 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 Did you get, I was too busy. I was distracted by the dev one and the cat. That was the package, not the cat. Oh, okay. The cat is sort of a a freeloader. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's the internet, so it's always safe to have a cat in the picture. I've done the metrics. It's it's almost necessary to have the cat in the picture, actually. But the Dev One, and let me tell you, this Dev One, I can say with apologies to the HP crew, it does work on USB charging. Good. So that was took about a week to get that turned around, week and a half. So I wrote my review. I don't know if you have a link in the show notes on uh, on my blog, dominicum.com. I can't, I literally don't know because I'm. We will. Okay. So Chris did all the work because I was dealing with kid stuff. Love you, Chris. Loving you. <laughs> well, I have two dev ones in the house now. One is the review one, but I don't like to put 
like confidential stuff on review units. I feel that's not a good idea. Yeah. That one works fine. What idiot puts Captain Planet giffies in their blog? Oh, oh, that's my website. Oh, I, this is already my favorite review you've ever done. This is this is already my favorite What's review. The, it was the Captain Planet giffies in the pictures? Yeah, I mean, it's just good overall, actually. This is just a high-quality post. I have a Gen Zer in my house now, so my giffy game is just, it's going up. <laughs> prepare prepare yourself. Uh, I'm ready, dude. Okay, so I got mad. I returned one because, you know, Mike's unreasonable, whatever I write about in the post. I, I was a bit of a jackass. I bought another one. It is quicker amazingly, to buy a Tef1 than to get an exchange. I don't doubt it. Their supply chain game is, is like, on point. 36 hours. That's crazy. I ordered uh, I ordered one, and uh, I think we put the order in, like, yeah, it was maybe 36 hours later. It was here at, at our doorstep. It was really impressive. Supply chain? What supply chain issues? So, wait, wait, you ordered one? I ordered one. Uh, I'm not going to use it personally. I ordered one for Brent. Uh, because he's had machine troubles for uh, years and it's been kind of affecting production. Mm. So he's going to do an extended review for Linux Unplugged, ship him one. He is, if you ever, if you ever need a guy to do like a few hours of QA, you should hire him. He is like, I'm seriously considering giving him the title of chief QA officer at JB because if anyone will find a problem, it's him. I'm I'm legit going to hire Brent. One, I know <laughs> Brent from our Slack. And two, I, I drink a lot and I write a lot of code. And that's not a... There you go. He'll find a bug. Some of those UFOs are literally my fault. They're just <laughs> drones going wacky. So anyway, uh, oh, my, my father's computer woes. I can't remember the listener's name, but he sent in a... I'm sorry, I should have grabbed the name. A ThinkPad, which we'll have linked in the show notes. I don't love this machine that was linked. It's like a $380 ThinkPad. And my father hates it more. Keep going. Oh, really? You know what he hates? What? Why would anybody want a laptop that looks like a spoiled clam? So uh, laptops, just not going to happen. Really? What about like a used MacBook or something? Are you f***ing kidding me? An Apple? Oh, really? Oh, you okay. What about a, like a Lemur? You know, I think they're about to update the Lemur. He, he wants to know if IBM still makes computers. He's 79 years old, dude. I think I want to have a long conversation with your dad. because You would thinking, love my dad. Actually, you being my dad at a bar, we'd all get along very well. I'm thinking I'd also probably figure out a lot about you by talking to your dad. I'm starting to see, I'm starting to hear some similarities here. <laughs> I mean, I, I I have, okay. So I appreciate the feedback. Um, the man wants a tower. He wants the tower to be uh, tan, just a straight tower, no lights, quote, no bullshit. What happened to the CD-ROM drive and where's my floppy disk drive? You know, I mean, in terms of like backing up your config files, a floppy disk could be useful. We're making fun a little bit, but he used to have, not the floppy disk, what's the bigger one? The super disk, the scan? The zip drive? Zip drive. Oh, those are great. That holds a lot of, and he's an accountant, right? So it's just text. I mean, it's effectively text files. Well, I mean, after you format them, it's like 97 megabytes, but yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, so I have uh, I'm going to be making a call to Canada for Linus Tech Tips to build the most powerful computer the 80s could never have built. That would actually be a fun project, but it's going to look like it's from 1986. That's, that's where we're going. Oh, here. man, that's, that would be a fun project. We should do that. Like, yeah, if we had a video, we should just do it. F- them. We should just do it. Who needs the Canadians? Who needs the Canadians? Also, can uh, Canadians. Never install Steam on Linux. Never install Steam. You know Steam is going to blow up your whole thing. It's not for Canadians. It's for Americans only. Everybody knows that. So Jacob wants your idea on ways for non-Apple developers to collect feedback. He says, you know, getting the right amount of feedback is not easy. Apple kind of holds your hand in this process and creates a solution. Some background here. He says, with WWDC behind us, we're now in beta for the new Apple software. Their feedback app really lowers the bar for non-technical folks to report issues. In contrast, I have no idea how I'd ever report an issue with a Windows app or maybe something in the Linux community. It seems all over the map. It seems like feedback is a crucial part of ensuring software delivers the intended value. What are some good techniques to ensure that the barriers to feedback are set at appropriate levels? In other words, how do you get great feedback from your users? Have you thought about this much? Because this is... I, I suffer with this. Yes, this is a problem. If you figure it out, please let me know. Yeah, right. I, I, okay. I had a com- a conversation about three months ago. Brilliant woman, smart lady. 
on the phone, but she's one of the uh, employees at one of my customer shops. And she said, Mike, this goddamn website's broken. Okay, not a problem. We're here for you. You pay us, right? Like, you know, you know the normal customer service stuff. And then she says, yes, it's broken on my, and then she inserts a random Android phone here. Mm-hmm. Why is it broken? I can't log in. You're not, you're not supposed to be. So it's a real specific case, but this is, a, I think, an illustrative example. We user agent limit the login. So yes, of course, you can spoof it, but we don't allow mobile devices because they want people, we do it by IP address. It's it's basically an administration website for their company on their physical uh, soil. Sure, and so they don't want just rando IPs on a on a carrier network. So the way we've done it is we block all carrier IPs. We block anything that is not a desktop or a laptop computer, right? Like Chrome, regular Chrome. And yeah, that's I mean, but this was a serious bug. Like people were mad. It was a hell of a thing. I don't know how you do could do and, and to get the feedback. The way I got the feedback is I called her, right? I just straight up got on the phone. Yeah. You know, we did have a blog article we read weeks ago that just talked about sometimes the best way is just to contact your users directly. Um, but you got to collect that information too. I mean, I, I, I would suggest if if you can make people sign up for an account and then save that information, you can maybe do like an email form. But it's tough, man. It's... When I used to have Code Journal, the feedback I got was like nasty shit on the App Store. You know what I mean? Like some edge case that I had never tested or whatever, which I know is not the answer you're looking for, but it, it's a problem. I would like others' ideas and input, coder.show slash contact or boost in your thoughts. All right. So Peter writes in and he wants our take on a topic that I think when you when you reflect on how our kids respond to things like Robux and Pokemon and DLC downloads. It's not that crazy to consider that people will be willing to spend money on fashion in the metaverse. And so Peter wanted to know what we thought about this. Meta is launching an avatar store with designer clothes. So like clothing designers are working with Meta to create fashion that you can purchase in the metaverse. And I don't know if this is the implementation, but I think this is actually going to be a thing in a big way. In fact, I would think by the time that my kids are my age, the virtual economy is probably going to be larger than the physical economy. You've described hell, but keep going. And I think the reason for that is just there's so many efficiencies and incentives for these companies to get in the business of selling us virtual goods. It is such a boondoggle for them. It is such an opportunity. And there's also just the great ESG aspect of it. You know, if they're selling you virtual clothes, then that's a benefit to the environment because they're using less resources, less natural resources, less farming. No, no, no. It's it's better for the environment. It's virtual. It's it's good for struggling economies. When the West is really struggling right now, we need new markets and it's not manufacturing, right? It's not building things. Or we could like decide that we don't want to lose, but that's a different conversation, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, let's just assume that's not happening. And let's just assume we're going into a future where... <laughs> let's assume failure. Great. Yeah, where we're kind of into a failed... Yeah, or it doesn't have to be that way. Even if the economy was super strong and people were great and we, you know, we had huge manufacturing, I still think there would be this huge push to sell virtual goods. I think it's just too great of an opportunity and everybody's going to get on board and they're going to get people hyped. I hate it. There's only one virtual good you should buy. And that's a quota radio rope. <laughs> In the metaverse, we should be like the the cultists of Cthulhu with our black rope. <laughs> so I, I completely reject this um, because it lacks the one, frankly, I would say uniform clothing option that is necessary for any reasonable life. The rope? Of course. Well, here's why uh, I'll play devil's advocate. If there was a world in where you had a singular avatar that represented you across all services, all social media platforms. He'd be wearing a robe. Yes. Yes, he would. Yes. Sure. But if there, if there was that one avatar and you could modify it and you bought yourself an outfit and it worked across all platforms, I could almost see an argument because that's like a virtual representation of yourself. But what we're going to get 
and we all know this is the case, what we're going to get is like a dozen of these services with all of them selling their own avatar clothing. You mean Apple's not going to integrate with Facebook? <gasps> Shocking. Right, exactly. And Google and they're and they're all going to have once once VR meetings become the new hotness. You know, you and I really want that to happen. I feel like I think we're going to be crying in a couple of years. I think. Yeah, they're going to screw it up. It's not going to work. Because how does Jupiter Broadcasting and the Mad Botter have a VR meeting? If I'm not saying this is true, but if Jupiter Broadcasting is on, let's say, Microsoft Teams and the Mad Botter is on Google Work, how do we have a meeting? Right. Well, you already have that problem today. It's like, okay, well, so let's set up a call. Great. Uh, how do you want to connect? Do you want to use Zoom, Google Hangouts? Do you want to use Jitsi? Do you want to use a phone call? Like, what do you want to do? Oh, FaceTime? Um, okay. All right. You know, like, it's just all these crazy services right now. None of them work together. So, yeah, of course it's going to be like that. You know, I got an email that asked me like, hey, we kind of stopped talking about the virtual office and it's because of this stuff. Because we thought about it, talked about it and got really depressed. Like there is, if it could just be something that was truly decentralized, that was an open protocol, that it was like the web, you know, like TCP, IP and HTTP. Uh, yeah, okay, that could, it could work out. I actually think you and I being in a virtual room together, a virtual studio, it'd be awesome to actually make it a virtual studio so it felt like we were doing this. Together, being able to see each other, use hand movements. I actually think there would be a benefit in production there, but you're right. It's always going to be this. I don't because you're from the Northwest and I'm from New Jersey and you will think that I'm assaulting everything in the room as I talk. <laughs> you will think that I've gone full, you know, I've got full Keanu Reeves and John Wick. They killed my dog. And you know what? These guys. I'm going for it. Yeah, you might be right. But our three New Jersey listeners were like, oh, I get that joke. <laughs> So, yeah, we're not happy about it. You know what it is, man, is I'm struggling not to just have like a super negative take on it because that's I'm more than happy to do it for you. Yeah, it just feels cliche. Like, you know, it's I don't want it to be new technology bad. Right. Because that's so easy. It's so common. New technology bad. But it's not new technology. It's not new technology. Right. It's old. It's it's a number of older technologies packaged up. See, this is the problem. And I'm going to quote, what is it, and and Andreessen Horowitz or what the guy's name is? I don't remember. But they promised us flying cars and they gave us Twitter. We haven't had any real new technology in a long time. And don't even lay that blockchain crap on me because I, I, I'm very sorry for all of your college funds, by the way. That seems to have gone the wrong way. You know, he's a big blockchain guy, that uh, Horowitz. He's a big... Ah, oh, but he no, but he's a big everything guy. If if I said blueberry pie, the man probably owns like three bakeries, right? I just maybe you might be right. Just a, a quick aside about the crypto thing: if this crash means that we lose some of these ridiculous coins out there and some of these scams, that's a correction. It is. It is a correction, and the fact that some people in that space are stepping in and bailing out some of these projects and some of these companies—it's a damn shame. Super bad. Let them burn. We need a forest fire in that. It, it, 2021 and 2020 were just, it got out of control. And it's it's a beast beyond any regulatory body's uh, ability to manage. I, do you know what the biggest crypto coin is though, right? Uh, stable coins. The biggest digital dollar? No, there's one. What? USD, baby. Most dollars are not physical. They're not paper, right? It's, it's This is a losing fight. I, I, I love Bitcoin because we all want to purchase ayahuasca on the internet and not be tracked. Yeah, I actually still, I still am fairly confident long-term in Bitcoin, but the rest, I think I'll need to die. See, I, I like the underlying technology. I think the idea that the government would ever allow, and I mean our government, would ever allow you to have a transaction that they can't trace is uh, right. basically well, nuts. Make no mistake, though, every transaction on Bitcoin is public. It is horrible at privacy. Well, and also, didn't the FBI, like, seize a... A bunch from that yeah, Silk Road Yeah, they just, guy. like, yeah. took it, right? They just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, like, one of the biggest holders of Bitcoin at this point because of all of the Bitcoin they seized. So... <laughs> now, supposedly, they're going to sell it. Supposedly. With, with apologies to Attorney General Garland. Uh, sell your coin, my friend. I don't know what to say. I say this dip is a great opportunity to buy some sats and boost the show. And uh, we'll see how things play out long term. That's my bet. Robes. Robe coin. You know what? <laughs> Robe NFT, man. You know what? I, I, didn't, I, I, I actually was thinking about it. Uh, this show is just off the rails. We sell robes. We did. No, we should. We are. We're doing it again. We do. Yeah, we got to get back. I agree. We got to get every day at two in the morning. I'm going to call you and we're going to until you just do it. We also need to sell cocktail glasses and 
Coda Radio branded headphones. That the Bluetooth does not suck on Linux. That's the full set. No, no pants though. You think? Are you thinking wireless headphones? When you're saying? I'm thinking wireless, my man. Hmm. So you're coding. You're loaded. You're listening to Coda Radio. You're correctly angry at Swift, and you love Objective C. I think I know who the customer for this might be. Craig Federici. <laughs> no. Hang on, I gotta un- unbutton one more button to make sure. All right, I'm down to. There you go. All right, my 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 tatas are at. So swoop swoop that hair. I, you know what, Craig Federico's hair. I don't even want to try. He's you and Craig. Actually, you're the one who could step up to Craig Federico. Yeah. I'll take him on. I mean, you know, because he's got a. You know, he's got a crew doing that swoop before he goes out there, right? And this is all natural, baby. There ain't no crew here doing this swoop. He's got like a hairdressers, right? It, it, right. This is one man, and this is one man not trying very hard. So if I tried hard and got a crew, I think I could out hair him. You know where we're selling all of this in our sponsor metaverse. Hey, that's right. Metaverse. Go to the metaverse. Get yourself an avatar. Actually, instead of the metaverse, go to our matrix chat. I have set up a space for meetups. We have a London meetup coming up. So there's a dedicated London chat room. I have a Pacific Northwest chat room and I have a virtual like mumble chat room meetups. I just want to pass this along as we do future meetups. There will be one in September as well on the West Coast. We'll have discussions in our matrix chat room and, uh, you know, just want to get the word out there. How do I get in there and troll people? Good question. So go create an account at matrix.org if you don't have a matrix account already. And then our server is just jupiterbroadcasting.com. So you'll search it up and uh, I'll put a link in the show notes. So once you have an account, you click it, it'll take you right to our system. It is slick. You just first have to get an account and we have closed accounts on JB. Although if you wanted to wait a little bit, we could probably get you one, but we have account creation closed on the JB server for the time being just to kind of keep things under control. I mean, can I send them pictures of Snow Leopard? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. It supports Markdown, too. So you could even have bullet points about Snow Leopard. Okay, well, that's really all I care about. Linode.com slash coder. Go there to get $100 in 60-day credit on a new account, and you go there to support the show. You guys know the Linode's where we've built everything for the last two and a half, going on (laughs) 2.7 years. I love it. I mean, I just don't see myself building anywhere else because Linode strikes the balance right with performance, with price, with support, and honestly, for us, flexibility. Sometimes I just want to do a one-click deployment with like an Ubuntu box and Docker or Debian and Docker, and sometimes I want to build it up from scratch. And they let me do that full range. When I needed to do some crazy custom Linux distro for a VPN setup I had, it was no problem. You know, Linode's been rolling out upgrades the entire time. I've been a customer, too which is pretty damn impressive when you consider they're nearly 19 years old, but yet they're still investing. They're still improving. They're staying competitive while they're 30 to 50% cheaper than those hyperscalers that want to lock into their crazy platforms. MVME was a game changer for us. But I think the biggest thing for us is going to be this managed database service they offer now. Started back in May with MySQL, but now they've expanded it to Postgres and Mongo. And this week, and I'll have a link in the show notes, they released a guide to migrate your Postgres existing database to the managed database system. This to me is a no-brainer. I mean, JB has been and can run and manage our own databases. We absolutely have. Probably one of our most active databases now is our matrix server database. It's pretty crazy. Um, But uh, why not defer to Linode's expertise, their infrastructure, their people that know how to run this kind of stuff? And I can also reorganize some of our Linodes as a result of this too. So there's going to be optimizations in that regard. So it's just a great opportunity if you need a MySQL, Mongo, or Postgres database and you want somebody that's a real expert to just take care of that back end for you. So your database just works. It's database as a service. It's here and it's at Linode. So get started by going to linode.com slash coder. Get that hundred bucks. Try out the database as a service. Try out deploying a super fast rig or a value rig. I mean, with a hundred dollars, you can really kick the tires and try it. That's confidence on Linode's part. They know you're going to like it. And it's just a great way to learn something and support the show. Linode.com slash coder. So GitHub Copilot has launched and it is 10 bucks a month. And I'm flying with my drunken robotic friend. You signed up. You actually signed up. I paid for a year. And this is the dumbest pair programming partner I've ever had. You went right in. How did you go from this is horrible and going to get me in legal trouble to here's a year <laughs> of subscription? How did you make that jump? 
my stepdaughter is a Gen Z. She's 14. And she introduced me to the phrase YOLO. And you know what? If there's anything that our friend Alex, listening to all the Coder radios, <laughs> might learn, I seem to, without saying it, be very YOLO. And you know what? I wanted to see how good this code pilot is. Let me tell you something. It's pretty fucking bad. <laughs> really? It's, is it pretty? But is it like dumb? Just like bad code? It's like the drunkest junior developer I've ever met. And let me tell you something. Having been a very drunk junior developer myself in the past, I I don't understand what I paid for. Well, they describe it as a coworker who might need a little review. That's what you paid for, according to Microsoft. You're so you're saying it's not actually like a coworker. I'm saying don't don't do it. The other problem I would have with it is not only is it not going to give you very good suggestions, but couldn't it be putting you into some kind of potential legal ambiguity? No, because the only th- the only thing I'm using it for is a video game I'm running for my son. Well, I can't say video game. It's a Minecraft mod because my son has very sadly picked up the Pokemon problem, but he wasn't happy with just regular drugs. He had to go to fentanyl. And when I say fentanyl, I mean Minecraft. Yeah, boy, that is. That is the good stuff. And now he wants to code some mods. Yep, that's always the direction it goes. Been there. Been there. Have fun in the um, .minecraft directory. You'll be in there for years. <laughs> I, I'm super curious. How do I get a Minecraft mod on the Xbox S? Is that even possible? Oh, no. No, you got to buy. Yeah, that's Bedrock Edition, and you can only you can just buy those mods. You don't get to actually do those mods. Only the Java Edition can you actually. So I have to buy another... Well, I used to have a license, although God knows where it is, to the Java Linux edition on my old. But we're going back. I mean, this is like Coda Radio episode six, right? We're going way back when I played around Minecraft. You might, as a Xbox, if you bought it on the Xbox, you might get access to both. If you log into the Xbox account on the on the web. So if anybody's looking for some intern work doing some Java and Kotlin development. <laughs> so, you know, before we get off Copilot completely, I thought this was a poignant tweet. Senior Oops Engineer on Twitter wrote, GitHub Copilot is incredible. It just sells code other people wrote. But because it's an AI, it apparently is allowed to launder that code without being a, quote, derivative work. What an amazing grift. Um, and your, uh, your buddy, Drew DeVault, not Drew, our editor, but Drew DeVault, said that free software licenses impose obligations on the user in terms of governing attribution, sub-licensing, distributions, patents, trademarks, relationships. Uh, and with relationships to like the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. And GitHub's co-pilot is trained on software governed by these terms, he writes, and it fails to uphold them and enables customers to accidentally fail to uphold these terms themselves. Essentially, the argument comes down to whether or not the model constitutes derivative works of its inputs. Microsoft argues it does not. However, these licenses are not specific regarding the means of derivation. Or derivation. So essentially, the licenses don't say this is a derivative or this is not. They just say any derivative. And so Microsoft is attempting to kind of walk that line. But Drew argues that it's kind of clear since these licenses are not specific. They essentially are meaning any kind of derivative. Any derived work, right? There you go. Is that a word? (laughs) I don't know. Derived, yeah. Derived. 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 There you go. Derived is it. Yeah, Yeah. I said it wrong. It, It just doesn't work. So who cares? Yeah, I suppose. But doesn't that seem like today's problem? Like, if anything, isn't the problem actually once this thing works, which probably isn't inevitable? I mean, I, I've been spending, what, 10 years now? Oh, hey, happy anniversary, my love. It was in June when we started, by the way. Wow. It just We just blew right past that. How about that? We missed it. But, you know, I've been bitching and people have been yelling at me that I say open source needs to be paid for. And it shouldn't be free as in beer. It should be, if you believe in free as in freedom, you got to get that, got to get the couple shekels. You got to get some money. Uh, but when you don't do that, this is what happens. And I don't know. I don't know. To me, it's like knocking the milk carton off the table and crying that there's milk on the floor. So why did you pay for a year of it? I was DMing with, with Linux users. I was, I don't know. I mean, I, I actually am kind of glad you did because, you know, we get some real hands on. No, no one's glad I did. Let me tell you something. All right. I'm going to tell you about the game I'm writing for Minecraft. We're, we're doing two things. We're doing a game in Unity, which I hate Unity. So we're probably just going to do it in Mono Game, which is for folks who don't know XNA. I'm basically trying to teach my son programming, right? So that's all C Sharp. 
but it doesn't even match the style of your code correctly. Yeah. It's really sloppy. Like, it's, I thought it would help him. I put it on the laptop that he and I work on together. I, I honestly thought it would be something for, you know, he's six, right? So if he's struggling, I don't want him to feel bad. I know it's hard. C Sharp is a gigantic language, frankly. It's not a good language like Objective-C. I do now. I mean, I have been for weeks. <laughs> Are you kidding? I mean, you've trained me now. Well, but it's there's like a lot of stuff. Go- like, for instance, string. How many ways are there to concatenate a string? In Objective-C, zero, because you shouldn't be doing it. Sorry. There's actually a number of ways. I'm being a dick. I don't know. I thought Copilot could help the kid out. And all we're doing is we have something working. It's the little dude jumps from platform to platform. It's very Mar- ghetto Mario-esque. You know, it's good. And then we tried uh, Minecraft mods, which I now understand why that doesn't work. The problem is the kid is very eager to hit tab and just like let it autocomplete nonsense. Yeah, I would be too. We accidentally got a barometer in the game somehow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I mean, I'd be curious if you checked back in with it in like six months to see if it's gotten any better because that's my fear is it actually gets good. I'm hoping he just gets better. And starts running Fedora like a real man. Oh, oh God. Speaking of uh, .NET and whatnot, I just wanted to mention that friend of the show, Jeffrey Snover, who they called me down to Microsoft. We had, I think we were critical about something and they wanted to chat with us. And so they invited me down there and I did an interview with Jeffrey and and they let me talk to anybody I wanted with the recorder on. They, you know, didn't hide anything. And it was really great because I got a real genuine insight into the transition Microsoft went through over the last seven years. And Jeffrey was a big part of that, really big part of that. Jeffrey was also critical in Microsoft's adoption of PowerShell, in Microsoft looking at the data center in a different way, in Microsoft looking at the data center possibly from a command line first perspective instead of GUI in the data center. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and also just a lot of Linux adoption and and open source culture adoption. So uh, Jeffrey tweeted about uh, four hours ago as we record, after 22 awesome years at Microsoft, 18 of which were awesome in a good way, It's time for me to try something new. Uh, So he's moving on. His last day will be Friday, July 1st from Microsoft. And I think he's a friend of the open source community. He's a friend of this show. And he tweeted a fantastic video that I played a little bit on our pre-show, which will be up on Jupiter.tube, of the process he had to go through to convince Microsoft to make some of these transitions. And that's why he said here, 18 plus of which were awesome in a good way. There was a few years that weren't so great. And he talks about those in the video that I played in the pre-show. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes. So anyways, just wanted to say congratulations to uh, Jeffrey. Yes, congratulations. That's fabulous. I mean, it's on to uh, good and better and greater things, I am sure. I'm sure someone, maybe, or maybe, maybe he's just going to take it easy for a while. That's what I hope he does. He's definitely earned it. You know, I, I just want to say we should all retire. Yeah. I had a real realization that every show I do comes with a serious cost to my health. So is it me coughing up a lung that's making you realize that? No, this show really, I think this show probably has the least cost to my health. It's probably, it's, we've done, we've been doing this for so long, you know, like it's easy, but all the other shows, like they take so much damn work. Not that this show doesn't take work, but relatively speaking, you know, it doesn't, it's not the same kind of work. It's a different, it's a much more stressful work. Well, you know, I guess this is a, the, your co-host on the show is a gentleman who every once in a while shows up loaded. It's happened. <laughs> and you got to walk him through it and get it, get him the f*** off the air. Yeah, that's not so bad, though. Yeah, yeah, I, can... I mean, really, it could be worse. He could be talking about BSD. Oh, that's really all I was going for. Yeah, that gets that. That's where it gets rough. Tailscale.com slash coder. Go there to get a free personal account for up to 20 devices. And of course, you're supporting the show. If you haven't heard, Tailscale is a zero config VPN. It installs on any device in minutes. It takes care of firewall rules. It manages NAT, including the dreaded double carrier NAT, which I have to contend with. Devices connect directly to each other using wire guards, noise protocol encryption, building a mesh network using the best VPN security in the business. I absolutely love this invention. I knew years ago when WireGuard was getting work done that we'd see products like this, but I just didn't picture something as simple and straightforward as TailScale. They have this really awesome process. You're going to get just about any device up and running in minutes. 
I've got it on my mobile devices. I have it on my Raspberry Pis. I've got it in my VMs. I've got it on my Nix OS machine. Every Nix OS machine I install installs with TailScale. It's so simple to just add it in there too. And of course, I love that it's backed by WireGuard. That's the genius of it. And if you want to use an enterprise with your single sign-on and using two-factor authentication, supports all of that. And I love that the TailScale VPN is always on. And it's intelligent about the way it routes traffic, too. So you're not just accidentally sending everything over the TailScale interface. It's really smart about what it routes over there. And now all my machines have a static IP, regardless of where I'm at. So if I need to get to a service or if I need to SSH in or if I need to copy a file, this kind of stuff happens all the time, especially when I'm traveling, but just happens between home and the office constantly, too. TailScale solves it. TailScale solves it in a way that almost nothing solved it before. And it's so simple and straightforward to use. And you can get it for free up to 20 devices and support the show. So get started right now by going to tailscale.com slash coder. Get a free personal account for up to 20 devices and support the show. Tailscale.com slash coder. Ask not what your podcast can boost for you, but what you can boost for your podcast. That's right. We got some boosts to get to here. The Golden Dragon boosted in seven days ago with a row of ducks. I'm a duck. D-U-K duck. Loaded with talent. Money's tight right now. I hope I can eventually find a Dev 1 on the secondary for a decent price. I recently got hold of some Python books. Don't worry. I drink all the time and buy them every two days. Just DM me. You'll be fine. It may need a new keyboard, but it'll be fine. He says, I recently got a hold of some Python books to learn with. Anything I should be aware of? Boy, if you were starting a Python journey. You know what, my man? DM me. I'm going to send you some more stuff and a couple TMB swag. And Chris, Chris, with your permission, I have some vintage coder swag. Ooh, do it, dude. And I'm talking green coder. Remember the old green logo? I found it in a box from when I got divorced. At the bottom of a box, I have a whole pile of them. Of the old coasters and some of the stickers yet. The old one, you know, the, re- the first ones. The Although time has been cruel, so I would not trust these on like any tables that you care about. <laughs> I don't know, man. I still use a couple of them. They still work. <laughs> I, ha- I have one on my desk. I thought it was the last one that I looked and I have like, I have like 50 of them. There you go. So yeah, man, DM me. I'll get you some stuff. There you go, Dragon. That's awesome. All right. Marcel boosted in seven days ago with a discounted row of ducks, 222 sats. He says, I love the sci-fi section. Talk about my love we must. Would love to watch The Expanse, too, if I can find it. I've heard so many great things. Thanks for the recommendation. It is on Amazon Prime if you have that. The Expanse. I'm sorry. We got some emails in. They were like, Mike's got to watch this. And you know it. You saw it. You know it. I, I know it. But I saw something else. My beloved leathered out, armed with a bow and arrow. You have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? I'm, trying, I'm thinking like Xena, Hercules. No, this is, uh, this is uh, the new the Star Trek, Strange New Worlds. Oh. They did a fantasy edition, and she was like a ranger. And uh, she being a first officer. Number, uh, what's her name? Rachel Romay? Is that is that her name? R- 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 Marissa Romay? I refuse to acknowledge that I don't remember her name because I feel like I'll get canceled. But it's Una. It's it's Una on Star- Strange New Worlds. Yeah, you got a you got a real Una thing going. It's, you know, you always do. You like the powerful women. I can tell. I am suffering. My fiance is very powerful. She's very angry. I mean that in a general way. And <laughs> but there's President Rosalind. Which listen, the Cylons were were dicks. Like fighting the Cylons, you know, it's it's something. But Una, we should move on. <laughs> you need to go. She got the command presence. All right. Space Ninja boosted in with also a row of ducks, 2,222 sats. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. And here's something for your trouble. Adam is dead. Long live Adam. I guess I'm switching back to Vim. That's hardcore, dude. Wait, you're going from Electron I know. editor to Vim. That's what I thought. I'm like, well, but. I, I love you. Go with it. But don't don't stop at Vim. Let's talk about Emacs. I, I, Father, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been probably a week since my last confession at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's see. It's been about one week since we've done the show. So, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, I used to be an Emacs user until I got my first job doing iOS dev. I opened up, uh, oh my God, what's the Mac version of Emacs called? It has a name. Are you thinking of BB Edit or are you thinking of no, like a command no, no. line? No, no, no. It's actually Emacs. Oh, you know what? I'm just going to look this up because this is Just important. Emacs. You've got Emacs on the Mac. It's not just Emacs. It's, uh, 
Is it some BSD, like, non-GNU version? Yeah. No, there's some Mac version. It's a GUI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. Of course. Right. God forbid they ship GPL software. Okay, apparently that's old school. We're going back, like, 15 years, but All right, I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay, whatever. So it's uh, Darwin, Darwin Max, the Emacs. Okay. Well, we don't call things Darwin anymore, you know. That's not a thing that, that we don't talk about Darwin anymore. You know what? Say the f- name. That's all I'm just all going to say. Space Ninja does say that he's excited to see what the Atom Creator has planned next. Wasn't that going to be like a Rust-based? Uh, I've been using Warp. Warp's great, but I'm not going to like let yeah. someone have telemetry in my terminal. That that seems like a bad plan. Anyway, so Emacs. I open up Emacs. First day on the job. I'm a, I'm a brandy new iOS developer. The world is great. I'm in Chelsea, New York. I can't even afford a beer downstairs because I didn't know I was getting ripped off. I open Emacs. My boss comes over to me. Who's the CTO? Which tells you how small the company was. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, are you f- kidding me? I said, what? What did I do wrong? Or just day one. Oh, my God. <laughs> Delete that off my machine right now. And from that day forward, I was a Vim user. Wow. Yeah, I had a, yeah, I've had a, when I was a young lad in IT, I had a rough, somebody came up as I was spooling Ethernet cable and basically had a freak out about how poor my spooling gave me a whole tear, tore me down over my spooling of Ethernet. Oh, there are no uh, multi-line comments. I learned that one the hard way. Uh, mm. Oh, all right. Our last boost comes in from Eric seven days ago with 15,000 sats. Boost! Now, he says mosh is for if the internet is crappy. It's a TMUX session for bad connections. And David actually wrote into the show this week, too, and said, I recommend Mosh on weak connections. I didn't mention it, but last last week we were talking about bad connections and using TMUX. Mosh is the secret weapon for bad connectivity, cellular connectivity. It's great. It's great. And one of the tricks, one of the tricks it does is it does uh, local echo back when you type to make it look like things are real super fast and it handles intermittent connectivity and all that kind of jazz. In in my misguided youth, I once did a job for a company that I can't name, but let's just say they are down with both Mufasa and Lord Vader. And yes, Mosh was part of the toolkit to see if they were getting responses. Yeah, and it rides on top of SSH, so you're still getting the security of SSH. So you, and it's pretty much in every single distro's repo. So it's really easy to get installed. It's also in Homebrew if you're on the Macintosh. I really do recommend it. So both thank you to David and Eric for sending that in. And then we did get a thank you boost. Freak sent in 8,472 sats to say thank you guys for the show. So thank you, Freak. You know what the worst part of this for me is? I still don't understand what podcasting 2.0 is. Yeah, it's well, because, you know, when I started talking about it, I was so focused on the boost, but it's it's just an it's an update. It's an update to the RSS spec that allows for a standardized way to do things like alternative enclosures. So you could do like Opus and MP3 transcripts. Well, what, whatever happened to Og? Remember Og? Yeah, Vorbis, Og Vorbis was used quite a bit, but then the patents expired on MP3. And so everybody just kind of said, all right, well, now that the oh. now that the patent issues sort of cleared up, it, it just went all MP3 to the point where a lot of the platforms that are in podcasting now, like Spotify and iTunes and Google and et cetera, et cetera, they don't even allow you to upload an AUG file. You can't even do it. Really? They, they actually block it by the file type? Yeah, the services don't even, they don't even recognize it as a valid file format. <laughs> <laughs> so podcasting 2.0 is like taking a lot of these things that different vendors had kind of modified the RSS spec on their own, and it's just making a spec out of it that application developers can follow. And so there's a handful of new podcast apps over at newpodcastapps.com that support these specs. Uh, real-time update. Uh, apparently, beer, pretzel, sausage, and a tour are on Alex. So, whoa, dude. You know, but then we got to actually get together in person, in real life. No, you and I will never meet. So you'll go, to, you'll go to Berlin, I'll go to Munich. We'll divide and conquer. Conquer in Europe. See, I, I'm I'm not sure that I would use. That was probably the wrong language. Although I do have a meeting with an uncle of mine who's very angry right now. Yeah, is he uh, very angry? I would say he is disappointed at the fall, uh, fall of the Soviet Union. With the tragedies of the twenty first. Very 21st disappointed, comrade. I remember when we were great. 
I was young, intelligence officer. I might have taken car battery to the balls of many Westerners. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, we got to, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Drew. Yeah. I apologize it's, for everything. It's, it's, you know what? Drew loves you anyways. Or you know who else loves you is our members, the Coder QA crew. They do. They do. And you know what? I think we owe them a show next week. We do owe them. You're right. And the other thing I'm working on for them, although it's still in the, it's in the plumbing phase, but I am working on getting them the much requested live feed so they can get the full raw live feed, which will probably make some of them cancel their membership, but it'll be available as an option along with the ad free. Well, they can, they can hear me choke and understand that heart disease. They, they can hear me manage you a little bit more. Um, they can hear the swearing. The pre and post show is really why people like it. I think I'm less crazy. And I'm just going to say the, the recorded version. I sound less nuts. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we pay drew for. <laughs> 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 but you know what? Like some people, they, that's why they tune in live, right? It's like the folks that like the live stream, but they just can't make it out Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Like that's like 90% of people. <laughs> so 95. I feel like you're defining unfiltered listeners right now. Maybe. They're out there still. Hello, you. But thank you to our members. If you'd like to become one to get access to the ad-free version, the Coderly report that we do once a quarter, and the live feed once it is available, that's all at coderqa.co. Or you can sign up to support the entire network at jupiter.party. Then you get all the bonus features for all the shows. Be a pro. And I am I am working on Chris to get those robes back. Yeah, you are. I love it. Where should we send people? You got... You got like a URL, you got like a website, you know, these things that you can put up. There's this whole hypertext transport protocol. I've never and then heard of there's, that. Yeah. Well, which you, it's really, it's crazy, man, because then you can put like text. I would like to send you 109, 101, 11. Yeah. Okay. Sure. And then you'll have like a text file. And if you end it in like .html. Just add to, add, add to on Twitter. That's fine. Oh, okay. Easy. But that's not like a URL, man. Like, you know, the web's going to, it's going to be a web of URLs. You got to check it out. All right, fine. HTTPS, I guess, alice.dev. There you go. Yeah, I like that. I'll plug Jupiter Tube. We are streaming uh, Coder Radio at Jupiter.tube. The live version gets archived there. It is a total free software streaming platform. It's like YouTube in a box, but it's peer-to-peer. So that's neat. And I'll mention it, Jupiter.tube, if you want to check it out. And you can also catch live stream shows over there. Also, the links to what we talk about, the things here in this show that come up, them are available over on our websites. That's available at HTTPS, and then you put a colon in there, slash, slash, coder.show, and then slash, whack, 472. And then you'll get links to what we talked about today. It's real super easy like that. Our contact form is over there as well at coder.show slash contact, and our RSS feed, that's at coder.show slash subscribe. Actually, it's just coder.show slash RSS. It's it's really simple. <laughs> it's super great. I mean, we can't make this much easier for you guys. No, if you we can't. this up, I mean... It's not on us anymore. <laughs> and also, I'm 100% sure I have whatever my son has, because I'm just... Yeah, you're dying over there. Yeah. God, I hope you're all right. We'll check in on you the next week. The worst part is I'm drinking tea and water right now. I If I'm going to do a bad show, I'd like to be drunk. Yeah. Well, maybe next week. There's always next week, man. Maybe. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning this week's episode. We'll see you right back here next week. Hopefully. If Mike doesn't die.